Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. How are we doing? Get Woody on it. Too soon? <laughs> Maybe maybe a couple more words, probably. Right? A couple more words that are probably probably more beneficial. What an episode! Pissed on the bonfire, though. Are yeah. we doing episode two, series eleven? Yeah. I'm going to put it out there. Say so this is this is better than the first one. Yeah. Big statement, isn't it? personally. The, the Charlton the Charlton story, the Newcastle story is unbelievable. Well, you've uh, you've heard this, is it? So yeah. we're going. I'm going to trust you on it. And I really enjoyed the first one. Mm. Like yeah. I said, up there in my top top five. Don't just hate me giggling like a little girl in the background. <laughs> so I hope, I hope everybody's. Uh, we didn't. I hope we didn't big it up too much because we did big it up, didn't we? Yeah. We did. But I think we it did. were uh, warranted. Are uh, Are you lucky? Downstairs. Yeah. Oh, little mention. Little mention to our sponsors for the episode. Manscaped. Have we charged I'm, I'm it? I'm looking bloody fantastic. Yeah. Oh, is it charged it? Light on. Few stragglers in there, actually. Oh no! Don't don't blow them this way. Fuck's sake! Yeah, light and everything. Well, you need it, don't you? Especially with undercarriage. Well, you're doing <laughs> Jesus. Yes, manscape. The number one men's below the belt grooming kit. Grooming kit. Yes. Can't so, recommend it highly enough. No, mine have never smelt so good. Never looked, smelt, and felt so good. Oof! Precision engineering tool for the family jewels. <laughs> hey, you like that one? It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Incredible. You can just let it do all the work. I yeah. love that. No, 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 no pressure. No. Don't force it. No. No. No pressure. Just get it down there. Get the, the bits you need doing. Bush. Job done. They've got the top engineers on it from, from NASA. I don't, I don't know, but they're, they're really good engineers. Because <laughs> 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 you don't, you, the last thing you want to be doing is nicking the old nuggets nah. when you're having a trim. With these, with this, 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 this bit of kit, you, know. you, you, you must agree. Kit. I know you've only just recently started doing it, haven't you? Yeah. You must agree. It, it's much more hygienic, and it looks better. Oh, it looks better. It looks better. It's better for better for rose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kissable, kissable balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what you want, gents. That's all we all want, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're after in life. Yeah. Balls that you can want, kiss. Just want kissable balls. <laughs> yeah. Smooth. So is uh, is is Rose is happy with this? It? Oh yeah, and, and and the fragrance as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a big I've used the fragrance, have you? Yeah. And if you, you know. if you get saggy balls, we've got a ball toner as well. Ooh. Just to get, you know, like takes you years off them. Takes you years <laughs> off them. Adds a, adds a good inch as well. I must say, once you've trimmed it, oh yeah, especially in these winter months, you need it, don't you? Well, the last thing is, you want to come on from work, the missus has, has bang on it, 
And she gets to your belly button and thinks, oh, oh I'm, I'm heading back. He's had, he's had a long day in the office. I'm, I'm, heading, beep, ba- I'm beep, heading back north. Beep, reverse. <laughs> yeah. I'm heading back north. You've got, it's, it's in your head, you're thinking, oh, fucking bingo. Bingo, bingo, bongo. And then she starts coming back up, gets to the belly button, blows fluff out of it, and then comes back north. It's the Manscaped Performance Package. With the Under the Kosh code, Kosh20, that's 20% off, and no postage or packaging. The toner. We're naturals, aren't we? We've got the smellies. We've got the wash bag, the 0.30 Manscaped trimmer, and the old nose trimmer. That's an option, isn't it? And, and, the, and ears. That, that works. Get on the old nose, get in the ears, keep them trimmed. 79% of ladies and gentlemen said it was a bit of a turn-off. Really? I can see We've that. got the old strappers I think I'd, coming I'd be out part of that 79. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's all in there and you get 20% off with a code cost 20. All you've got to do is go to manscaped.com. And put in the code cost 20. The perfect gift. Off. Struggling to buy um, it for someone, the perfect gift. And if you're buying it for your gentleman, you're buying it for yourself as well, yeah. a little bit, which women yeah. like, don't they? Would you be offended if, you, if your missus got you one of these? Not, Not at, at all. all no. Do you think you've been letting things go a little bit? No. Sometimes you just need a little push in the right direction, don't you? Yeah. Well, yeah. So get over manscaped.com, use the code cost 20. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, the keeper that came on for Woody when he got sent off for exit, the message does. Ross Bellotti. Right. And he said Woody was unbelievable around the junior room. And was he 15, 16? 16, I think he was, yeah. Oh, he sent us the, new, the newspaper clippings of his uh, of his games and stuff. You can yeah. see you can see our, our people love him right yeah. here. Yeah. Okay, yeah. If I'm if I'm a manager, I'm making him my first signer as coach. Keep a coach. I wonder why, I'll, he's, I'll for him. I wonder why he's not got a, a, a thing with the England. I know. He's he doing the youth at Arsenal now. Yeah. So he must be junior. But didn't you get a message off him about the England manager? Yeah. Crying with laughter, apparently. Who, Gareth? Big, big so we've, we've made Gareth laugh. We've entertained the England manager? Yeah. Apparently he's asking us to go and do a... You know, the Euros. He wants us to go and do a, an episode with him. A live podcast. Yeah. You went know, oh, a motivational talk. <laughs> <laughs> Team morale. Four, four, fucking two, lads. <laughs> we'll be dancing on the bar like Mike Bassett. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he's... Uh, you're lying, John. I'm talking shit, yeah. Of course yeah. I am, yeah. Peter Beardsley. Apparently he was loving it, so I don't know how he knows about that. Peter Beardsley? Yeah. How do you know that? What he said? Oh, he said he's had loads of messages. Messages being the manager. listen. Yeah. Oh, so Peter Beardsley's Hi, Peter. Big Pete. Big Pete. Yeah, you were a great, a great... You know, hopefully, the, hopefully listen to the audio. The <laughs> Gareth? As well, oh. hiya Gareth. Hi guys. Mr. Southgate, how, how are we doing? Hey, good luck at them Euros. Yeah, uh, do not, whatever you do, take fucking Delhi Alley. <laughs> it's fucking crap. <laughs> do not take Delhi. <laughs> Leave Delhi at all. Let him go to Dubai family. Uh, I, I didn't realise Peter Beasley's message, would he? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Peter, hey, it's a heartfelt uh, invitation from us to you. Would you like to come on the show, Peter? We'd love to have you on. Love to see you, Peter. Your hero, innit? Come on down. Oh, yeah. Big uh, Liverpool fan, weren't you, back in the day? Hey, but he played for Bolton. Did he? Peter, yeah. yeah he did. Twilight years. Must yeah. have been about 76, when he yeah, played Bolton. Like something like that. He played on for a while, bless him, didn't he? Should we get Woody back in? Yes. But just a quick, Peter or Gareth, if you want to come on, you're more than welcome. And if you, you before we get going, if you are enjoying the episodes, we've got the, the bonus ones on the Patreon. Which yes. helps support the podcast, doesn't it? And helps us keep going. So just go on over to patreon.com. The link's in the description. 
uh, slash under the cosh. £2.50 a month and you get two extra episodes. There must There's be, a good 25. There must be 25 plus on there now. And all yeah. You get the back catalogue. So what, what more can you want? Can't and if you haven't already, please subscribe. Yes. That, this is a heartfelt message. Yeah, this is us begging. Peter. This is us begging. Peter, hit that subscribe button, Peter. Come on, Gareth. Put, hit that subscribe, Mr. Southgate. So should we get Woody in? Yeah. Well, he's, he's already here, isn't he? It's part two. <laughs> Every week, without <laughs> fail. Everybody knows he's not here, John. All oh, right. They don't want to hear we're our just, voices, just, do they? We're just painting a picture. Right. Creating Woody. a canvas. Woody! Woody, you better done it toilet, Woody. Did you do anything before him about your, before you signed for him? Well, it's funny because uh, I got the call to go and have a speak to him and weirdly enough, I think I might have been on a golf day or something like that and I bumped into Steve Koppel uh, and I said, hey, Gaffer, how are you keeping it? He said, yeah, he said, what are you up to? I said, I'm going to go have talks with Stephen. And he went, oh. He said, seriously, fucking think hard about that one. And I thought, what's he on about? Like, he said, he's a fucking head case. I thought, well, it can't be that bad. I've fucking had hackers for years. Fuck me. <laughs> and um, anyway, I went and had talks with Graham Wesley and fuck me, I was like, what a man. I was like, he said, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're gonna, I'm going to be part of this. I come out there, I run with me, I said, I'm signing for him. He's fucking on it, this geezer. He wants to keep it professional and, oh my God, it can be further from the truth. <laughs> fucking disaster. We, uh, we, we'd lose a game on a Saturday and fucking seven o'clock on a Monday we'd be running up and down the pitch and he'd be sitting in his Batman we called it the Batmobile he used to have this black Bentley no he did have a Bentley he had a Mercedes with his lights on on the phone while we was just running up and down on the pitch seven o'clock in the morning pissing rain and we said look at him in a fucking Batmobile while we're running like that <laughs> and that's what he'd do to us and then he was, he was crackers mate it, it, like, I can um, see what you said when you said when you spoke to him you thought incredible yeah I, I was blown away and then after a game, did he ever do that? Like, go through everyone's performance and, oh. like, mark them. So we had, like, he'd be like, you, I thought you was a five out of ten today. I was like, well, I'll take that. You know, <laughs> else. You've got to be better games. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> Cheers, Graham. <laughs> Come what you paid for, mate. And he'd go for everyone like that. And he'd been there, like, hours. And then um, he's, he had a goalie coach called Lionel Perez. You ever come across him? Ex-Sunland oh. keeper. Oh, what a belter. I mean, talk about you never oh, yeah. get Yeah. 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 Didn't know he was down there. Uh, he, 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 we'd broke his leg, so I was going in to replace him. He had his leg in a cage, and he'd come in with his crutches. They go, "Fucking you! You need to do fucking better." And I'd be like, "Fucking you talking to?" <laughs> you know, I, I might have hit him if he had a bit of <laughs> but because he had a cage, I probably thought mm, probably a bit unfair this month. Um, but he was like a win it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't think the lads are too jumping too quickly on this one. <laughs> but um, I mean, how about this? We, we played a game, lost obviously, and then uh, on the Monday. He's got us all f- mopping the the, the 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 tunnel. We come out and the lads sweeping the terraces. And he said, well, "You're gonna be here till five o'clock. You like seven till five today." I was like, well, "Fucking hell, what's all that about?" He said, "You you're mopping the through the dressing rooms, through the hallway. That's thirty too." So you can imagine what I was like. I was like, "Fucking hell, I must be the most expensive mop man in the country <laughs> like, just to wind him up." And he he kept us there till five o'clock. And he was like, he was like relentless like that. Yeah, it was you get a text. You ever get a text on a Sunday? He never, no, he never. He's, he's renowned oh. for that, though. At Preston, you get a text on a Sunday. Uh, uh, 
fucking hell, man. Retirement looms for you. Like, blah, blah, blah. You're nowhere near the keeper. GW. And I'd be like, normally on a Sunday, you know it's like on a Sunday, I'd be having the club with mates. Who the fuck are you? And then on this one particular day, I'd obviously fucking thought, I'd had probably a beer, and I thought, fuck, I ain't having that. I'm a fucking grown man. So I've rung him up. So who the fuck are you talking like answer phone? Who the fuck are you talking to? If you want to speak to me, speak to man, man, you prick. And like let him have a bit and then put the phone down, thought nothing of it. <laughs> Getting in on the Monday, thought nothing, didn't even think about the phone call. Like obviously see in the office. Yeah, oh, what's up? <laughs> Press his play. Do you think this is right? He speaks to your manager. <laughs> fuck me, I listened to it, I thought, fuck me, he's a bit out of order, that keys on there. <laughs> Think himself that fucking sounds like me. <laughs> I, I, I think himself, Jesus Christ, I've let him have it a little bit here. And then, uh, and then uh, that was it, really. Uh, I had a clause if I played 25 games, I've got another year. And it, on the 24th game, he said, uh, I'm not playing you no more uh, unless you waver the clause. I said, Well, why would I do that? I said, like, I wouldn't I you half happy, though, weren't you? Yeah, buzzing. But then, do you know what he'd done to me, right? He'd done something that no one's ever done to me, right? And actually, it, it pissed me right off. He said to me, uh, you can, you can I, I mean, first of all, he, he left his door ajar, so the secretary, the bloke secretary was sitting there. And then he, he said to me, uh, he said, you wouldn't even fucking hit me if I, if I come at you, would you? And I was thinking to myself, well, I don't know. I probably have a <laughs> and, then, like, and then he grabbed me, and he's only at my missus in the morning, he said, because you know I was going to see him, whatever you do, don't hit him, because that's, we'll have no money, we'll be sacked. I said, no, I won't do that. He grabbed me around the throat. He said, look, you ain't got no balls to hit me. And he was trying to get me goaded yeah, to yeah. flare up so the other guy could say, oh, you, you were just sacked. You know, you're out. And I didn't, weirdly enough. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you've you got to pay me up, mate. And uh, he said, well, look, go home for 30 days. I'll see you back here the 1st of February, uh, 9 o'clock, don't be late. So, oh, happy days, went home. After that, four days at home, I was like, fucking hell, this is hard work, this. Turned up on the 1st of February, 30 days later, he went, yeah, you're on time. We go home now another 30 days. Fucking hell. Like, <laughs> it's a fucking pain. Yeah. Like, more she was, you miss it. Yeah, <laughs> miss it, yeah. She was like, fucking hell. Pissing, hell. Pissing How many times you come all that dog? <laughs> it was like a nightmare. And like, and it's in the Jimmy Goss patio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Pointing the patio up nicely. And then, uh, and then, and then I left. Yeah, and then that season. And he, he it's weirdly right. Weird, weird. Have, I'm a great believer in karma and certain things that go my way anyway. And, um, Years later, so he knocked me for some money. I think he paid, he owed me about nine grand, uh, and I couldn't be bothered. I, you know, he just gets to the point he'd broken me that much. Yeah. No, I can't be bothered. And years later, I was at West Ham, and uh, I had a missed call. And I rang it back. He said, oh, "Woody, it's Graham Wesley. How are you doing?" I said, oh, Graham, how are you?" Like people said, well, "Here we go." He went, uh, "You got any good young strikers at West Ham that might want to come here alone?" I went, yeah, I said, and I screw him right in lovely. I went, yeah, we've got fucking so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. You know, I didn't have a word. I went, absolutely no chance. You knocked me for nine grand, now fuck off. I was just, he was like, fuck, yeah, get in there. That was felt better than eating. It was lovely, mate, pathetic, but it was lovely. I drew him right in like, yeah, I said, we've got so-and-so here. We've got, I might be junior, Stanislas. I said, he'll definitely come. He loves me. He'll go, drew him right in. He went, oh, have a word. I went, absolutely fucking no chance. You've done me with nine grand. And I was like, I went over to my missus, happy and proud. I got him back eventually. And then obviously we went to Newcastle, drew him in a cup, and he fucking beat us. So <laughs> I was like, "Ah, Graham, how are you?" <laughs> Tell you what, you, I mean, you used, to, you used to have your meetings for like oh. an hour and a half, two hours, oh. and I, I used to come out of meeting, and you'd obviously need a piss because you were in that you know, that long, and you come out thinking, "Fucking hell, he's right what he's saying." Isn't he? <laughs> right, and then, temp, like halfway through your piss, you think, 
fuck me, he nearly got me there. He's full of fucking shit. He nearly got me, though. He nearly got me. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, fella. He's willing to take a broken nose to get you out the club, to not pay you some money. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Mad, innit? Unbelievable. And then the funny, Dino Manuera was like his enforcer, Dino. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't like Dino. I've got to be honest, I didn't like him. And the only reason I didn't like him is because he used to go through keepers all the time and he used to piss me off seeing him, like, you know, 40, oh, 80, 20 ball in his favour and he'd go right through a keeper. I used to be saying, ah, I'm not having that. And Graham used to love that. And that, that was always in the head. And then one year on Donnelly, Dubai, I was sitting on the beach and he'd come up the beach fucking ripped. Oh, he's I mean, ripped, proper. And uh, I said to my boy, I said, fucking, I don't like this kid. He's playing with my son. Fucking speak to him. And literally, he got within five yards of him. All right, what the hell are you? I went, Alan, do you know what he was <laughs> <laughs> And my boy went, fucking told him there, didn't you? I like, oh, no, <laughs> fucking hell, let myself down there, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Then you just suddenly think, fucking hell, what am I doing? I speak to him, like, you know. He looked at the bollocks, all oiled up. Like, obviously, I put my T-shirt on. Like, hey, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm not. Jim, Jim's been shut lately, mate. <laughs> I once had him in Newport, it went Jimmy Newport, and I just kept hiding behind uh, equipment going. And they were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but fucking hell. He just breaks your heart. He's half, like, half like a cult, isn't he? Yeah, he's it is like, you. yeah. I mean, he never <laughs> it pre season. I'd have this fucking thing on my back. Like, like I'm talking like a pole, I don't know what it was, a log with weights on it. I couldn't even lift it, and I'm running around the field. I feel myself. Yeah, this is good for me, yeah. I feel myself. Fucking what am I doing? Like, you know, it was mental, mental, you know, and uh, it was just so many things. And uh, in the end, I was like, oh, I'm done. So uh, these meetings that you come out and you think, he's ra- is it like he, motivational? Because he's that, that good a speaker. Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. Yeah. Is he? He's that good a speaker that you like, you have. Well, you believe it. No eye in team and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And it was fresh on the circuit all that then, yeah. wasn't it? That, and I was like, oh, this guy's is well out of his time. Fucking hell, he wasn't. Oh, Jesus Christ. Fucking <laughs> nightmare. He must have been quite young then, was he? Because he can't yeah, be that old now. Yeah, uh, and, and he, 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 uh, he, was, he was quite, he was quite like, yeah. fit, fitness guy, like, and he was always running and doing this. He, t- he tried to mug me off once one day. Uh, he, he, he did, and he actually did... Like trying to mug me in front of the lads. He said, oh, I've got a bad back. You couldn't do my laces up, could you? I said, what? He said, you couldn't do my laces up. I can't do my laces up. And I was like, there we go. A little test here. Older pro. I said, yeah, yeah, put them up here, big fella. I'll do them up. Like that. I've done his laces up. Fucking try and try it. There you go. Off you go. I thought, yeah, fucking get him undone. There was like blood stopping in his foot. He was like, you know, what that sort of bloke, you know, always trying to make sure everyone, oh, I'm little the boss. Dude. And yeah. Like, weren't for me at all. He pre season, so he takes us to this gym, boxing. Exactly. Just rattled my street, this. I feel so I know exactly what's coming here, right? I know, exactly, I can tell you what's coming here. Everyone partner up. I was like, mm. partner up with some of your own size. I think so, well, fucking hell. <laughs> looking around, like everyone's partnered up. Two little fellas, two little fellas. Everyone, all their mate, me. Uh, I'll go with you. No, 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 Woody, you're with the uh, the pro boxer. Oh, what? So the pro boxer in the gym, right? I swear to God, right? I feel so, fucking hell, here we go. So... The rule is you go in with a boxer or your partner. So you get in the, the ring and and, and it, you've got the head guard on and he says, uh, right, the rules are all weak hand punching. If you go with a big haymaker, then you're going to get one back. Oh, okay. Well, fuck me. I ain't got the best fuse in the world, have I? So he's, <laughs> we, I'm dancing around and I can hear all the lads get it. Go on, Woody. Go on, Woody. And I think, go on, Woody. And I think, fucking lads are on me. Yeah, like they, fucking, they love this. 
So I'm dancing around and then he snaps a little punch at me. Fucking hell, that hurt my neck. I mean, he's like, fucking hell, that hurt. So anyway, I'm, I'm trying to throw my left, which is pathetic. Nothing, not even getting near him. And he's almost like laughing at me and I could hear the lads going, go on, buddy. And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, fucking hell, yeah. Jabbed me again. I thought I broke my neck. Fucking hell, spells. So I've obviously lost my head and thrown one like the other hand. Missed. Miles. And all I remember him saying was, Remember the rules, you're gonna get one back. I think so. Oh no. And like, I'm not joking you, he threw a jab at me. Fucking hell, I saw like. <laughs> and all the lads, all the lads is, oh, oh, hang in there, Woody. Hang in there, Woody. And I'm like, Wesley, he ain't calling time, mate. I'm telling you. And I'm feeling so, fucking hell, I just want to go home. Did, did you, you go stuck. down? No, I didn't. I just clung on to, I know, it was in the road. <laughs> I could just hear the lads, like, after lads giving it, like, well, the dressing was quite split. There was a few pros and there was a few non-league boys. The non-league boys weren't having the pros. We all, they all thought, ah, oh, they're not good enough. And we all thought they weren't good enough. I could see all the non-league boys getting fucking brilliant. That flash fuck up. And I could see all the pros getting, come on, Woody, fucking hell, come on. And I'm like, oh, fucking hell, I just called it a day. Like, it hit me so hard, I thought I broke my neck. Fucking brilliant. Well, I, mean, I, I don't know if you were there, but he had uh, Josh Walker on loan from Watford. And Wesley said, look, you soft as shit, you. <laughs> Come from Watford in Championship, maybe soft as shit. You need to go and see this uh, boxer, the, the the gym guy. So he fucking proper t- told him, right? He's woke up next day. He looks like fucking elephant man, right? <laughs> Josh Walker. So he's, he's obviously sent a photo through to Watford, the whoever's. So look, he sent me for boxing. Look at the fucking state of me. Just pulled him straight back. Fucking get out of there. Ah. Well, but it, it, Wesley thought that one for all right. Yeah, toughed him up. Yeah, toughed him out. Toughed yeah. him out. I can't break my neck. Fucking hell. Chris Reeve, go. Fucking hell. Honestly, I, I, I never forget it. Lads, lads were buzzing. See if we get beat up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you regard, regard getting shot then? I had a little spell selling photocopies with Keith and that. I did, yeah, I had a little spell. I got talked into selling photocopies, didn't sell one. Uh, we used to go out for lunch every day. I said, I don't just book some meetings in and all that. Anyway, I got a phone call out of the blue from uh, Barry Hunter, uh, a Russian diamond. He said, uh, look, would you kind of Russian diamonds? And I, I didn't even wait for money. I went, yes. And he went, well, I didn't spoke money. I've got no money. But I said, I'll come. So I went to Russian diamonds as um, player coach. Uh, like so number two goalie and coach I thought, is that good for you like where you lived and no I lived in London lived right. so I, I drove up to up to Northampton every day and back and it was it was mental I was I think I got 600 quid a week and I was doing 400 quid a week in petrol but it was it was the fact I weren't you know, I was back in football and um, yeah so so I'd go up there every day and what happened is uh, it was really bizarre we play, we had a keeper on loan from Reading, a guy called uh, Jamie Young, who's now really done well out in Australian leagues. A really nice kid, uh, England under twenty one, and he was having a disaster. Like, he, there was goals flying in, and he was like, <laughs> and I say to him, like, Jamie, you're having an exit to you. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly that. And I and I didn't have the art to sort of like bury him and say, fucking hell, mate. But I thought he's got to realise he's having, and he'd say, no, no, that's not a mistake. He said that's just uh, got that wrong. Oh, that's a mistake, mate. <laughs> you know. Anyway, it kept going on and on. And then we played a guy, and I used to travel in with Barry. I used to meet him at, uh, I don't know, on the M40 somewhere. We used to drive in together. And then on this one Saturday, we played, he's thrown another one in, and Barry's fucking gone off his trolley. And he said, fucking you, 
you're fucking playing next week. No, I ain't, I ain't trained for a season. I'm like sitting there, I'm just enjoying my best life. I'm not relaxing and no <laughs> pressure. And I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the midst of the rant, didn't think nothing of it. We get to the Thursday, that week of tra- travelling in together every day, he said, uh, you have been training, didn't you? I said, what do you mean? He said, you're playing Saturday. I said, mate, I, I haven't done a thing. I've not done... He said, well, you're playing Saturday. I'm sticking to my word. You're playing. I think, oh my God. <laughs> like, this is going to be a disaster. <laughs> so we played Wickham away. I'll never forget Wickham away. And um, they, had, they hadn't not scored at home all season. So I'm thinking, oh my God, this is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> I kid you not, right? I took an age over every goal kick, every, everything I had to do in the game. It took forever. And Roger Johnson, the centre half, he was like, for fuck's sake, old man. Life and out, <laughs> And we come, we come off there with a nil-nil. I kid you not, right? So I've got the first clean sheet of the season, nil-nil, right? I played the next four, I kept four clean sheets. Like, and I'm, I mean, I'm not being funny, the ball must have been on the pitch about 16 minutes a match. Because <laughs> I took forever. And then, uh, and, then, and then the last game was at uh, Barnet where I, I come for a ball and then I thought someone had smashed me on the ankle and uh, I'd snapped my Achilles. And um, yeah. yeah, that was a bit, that was a bit, bit of probably the end then really yeah but had you done your budgets as the manager yeah so what, what it is it was a bit bizarre really I mean it was about four or five games for the end they called me and Barry in I, I hadn't played since I snapped me Achilles so I was trying to get players in for him got rigging up clubs I've known Palace and that could you loan as a player and, and sort of dealing with that for Barry with the way he was doing training because it, we had no staff and um, then what happened is about four weeks for the end of the season the uh the, they called us in, me and Barry in for a meeting. They went and see him first. He come down, he said, look, they've sacked me. I said, what? He said, they've sacked me. He said, they want you to take over. I said, what? So I went in and they said, look, we've sacked Barry, we want you to take over. I said, mm. I, said I can't do that. I said, what do you mean? I said, this man brought me in, there's no way I'm taking over. I said, like, absolutely no chance. I said, like, with all due respect, it just don't sit right with me. Uh, and then they said, well, look, you'll run the budget sheets. Any man has to be, oh, dear, might be. That could work, I'm sorry, It might be a different. Sorry, buddy. I was looking at the budget sheets, thinking, myself, company cars gone, 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 petrol account gone, gone, gone. And I said to him, I said, look, I'm not going to take it. I said, I think you've got the right man for the job. I said, I think you should get him back. The players love him. So they said, well, look, can you go back and get him? So I went back to the office. I said, they want to see you, mate. He said, why? I said, they want to reinstate you. He said, just kidding. So they reinstated him. And kept us. They said, "Look, we keep to the end of the season." I mean, what a bizarre situation! Yeah. We got relegated last game of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Boss of the way. You they kept them up? Yeah. yeah. Did you have your badges? Did you do your badges at all? Yeah, I've done all my coaching badges. When yeah. you were playing, uh, I done them. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I done my goalkeeping and B and that. Yeah, I, I, I actually, I got to say, my wife filled out the form, sent them off, and all that. So she was really on to me about you need What's to get your coaching thing? badges. She must have seen that. What I wasn't seeing, I was useless. And yeah. I, you might have asked for the Not so on the photocopier. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> really so I'd done my badges while I was playing. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just, and then, and then, and listen, I, I always say this Am I the best coach in the world? No, I was lucky enough to get a friend, that, like most people in football, that took me with mm. him to be his goalie coach. Uh, and then I went from there to, to, from there to, to West Ham. So, uh, how long had you finished at Rushton that you. That you season, so that season at Rushton where we got sacked. Uh, Alan Pardews at um, West Ham and he said look I want you to come as my goalie coach for the academy so uh, have, you, have you got actual aspirations of going into coaching or do you just think well I might as well yeah I, I don't know really I hadn't really thought about it and I, I couldn't really see where an opportunity was going to open up uh, so I hadn't really thought about it but then I'd been sort of I'd done that season where I'd been player coach and kind of enjoyed it a little mm. bit uh, and then 
uh, Paz, you know, offered me the job at West Ham in the academy, which, which is a really good learning curve for me to work with someone like Tony Carr, um, who's a, you know a legend, been one of those players for over years. So that gave me good grounding to work with someone professional and proper like Tony, uh, and then have Ludo as first team coach, Ludo McCloskey, and he helped me as well. So between the two of them, they kind of shaped what it's like to be at a big club for me. Ludo um, McCloskey, yeah, what guy, remember that. what guy. So I had, I had a season there with them, and then Pard's got the sack, went to Charlton, Curbs come from Charlton to West Ham, and then uh, I got the call from Tony to say, look, Pard wants you to go to Charlton as first team coach. Uh, so it was a no-brainer. So not yeah. even as goalie coach, as first team. No, court. sorry, as first team goalie coach. Right, yeah. sorry, sorry yeah. yeah, my apologies. Oh, so you went from so you you weren't first team goalie coach, you know, all at West Ham. No, at West Ham I was academy, right. academy goalie coach, which was good for me to learn the the how it works yeah, and, yeah. And, and and actually get a feel for the young kids. You know, you forget that as you get older, mm. all the emotions. So that was good for me. And yeah. then the kids in my team at the time were uh, Tompkins and Collison and. And all those boys, you know, junior status, all those boys. Now I see them as all grown on, adults, aren't they? great kids, you know, and all gone on to have great careers. So it's kind of nice that I've seen them as young boys now go on to play and, and yeah. have terrific careers, which is great about coaching. Was it weird going in as co- coach when you're coaching the first team keepers? Did it, uh, well, at Charlton? Yeah. Yeah, so what happened is uh, Pards had got the job at Charlton. I think Mike Kelly was there at the time. Um, Pards, obviously... I, I, like most managers wanted to bring his own man in and, and, and offered me the job it was kind of funny right because um, I met Pards on the Monday uh, for the job at Charlton so we, we met at the service station um, at Clackett Lane so he said hey, look mate he said uh, you're a big character right so just go in slowly <laughs> uh, like you know feel your way in there ease yourself just, in. yeah ease your way in he said and like I want you to be yourself because that's what you bring to the party you know good team spirit and banter and atmosphere and all that he said but just you know be mindful you know these boys are a bit fragile I've been relegated you know yeah no problem he said oh, by the way we're going to Marbella on Wednesday <laughs> <laughs> so, okay no problem he said my touch you know Marbella pre-season well, Thursday night, I'm on the stage dancing like this, like an idiot. <laughs> and he's looking at me going, nice to see you bedded yourself in the quiet. <laughs> so, so, you know, uh, yeah, it wasn't so much a quiet uh, introduction. But it was, it was a good chant. I liked it there. Good club, good people. And then obviously we had your man Weaves uh, as well. Yeah. So was Weaves first team keeper at Charlton when you went in then? Yeah, so uh, when we uh, when I signed there, Pa said, look, I've got a keeper in. He said, I don't know if you know much about him. Uh, he said, Nicky Weaver. I said, I've known plenty about Nicky Weaver. <laughs> uh, I said, yeah, great, great signing. He said, yeah, I want you to work with him. Little did I know, Weaver had a knee that was hanging off still, pretty much. So, like, every training session, we had to kind of adapt around, I can't do that with my knee. And, and he did have a bad knee, but he was brilliant, Weaves. Um, and brilliant character, as you well know. You know, he's fantastic. And he, he was just... A, he was just he brought into the club, brought into everyone, and we all, we all loved him, you know, and he'd he done brilliant. And there's a, I don't know if I've told you so, there's a, there's a particular game, I, I wish we'd have known this before we come on when he spoke to you. So I'm warming up Weaves at Charlton, and, and this is as true as I tell a story, and only Weaves would be able to say this is true. So I'm warming him up in the goal, shooting into him. Boom, I've unleashed one. It's gone, boom, like an exocet. Missed the goal, gone into the crowd. Bang, it smashed this lady. She must be about 60. Reading the programme, smashed her in the face. Glasses, off her chair, she's, she's out. Like, we shouldn't laugh, should we? No, we shouldn't laugh, no, we shouldn't laugh. No, she's out, right? The paramedics are coming, there's an ambulance. I'm like, fucking hell, he's like, fucking hell, you've killed her. <laughs> so anyway, 
the game's going on. They're trying to get this lady out to an ambulance. She's like in a bad way. So we get in the dressing room and I, I can hear fucking wheeze. Fucking hell, gaffer. And fucking Woody's killed a lady in the stand. <laughs> He's fucking killed her. This is before a match, right? He got tears. Pards is like, fucking hell, what you done? I said, mate, I just went into the crowd. I didn't know. Send someone out. Get get her details. You're going to fucking send her £100 worth of flowers on Monday. I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> so anyway, right? She's carted off. The game goes ahead. Monday comes. Fucking Pards is like, gives credit card. What do you mean, bro? You're, I've got that lady's address you're going to send her 100 pounds of flowers fucking hell fucking hell what's work just send her flowers <laughs> it's not her fault send her 100 quid's worth of flowers the f- this is a true story right Weasel back this up the following week we play away right so we play away the following week after that two weeks later we're back at Charlton so they put the goal the warm up goal to the side now so I'm not in the main goal I'm to the side so I'm fucking warming up hitting balls bang 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 fucking one's gone astray <laughs> A different part of behind the goal, it's fucking hit the same lady <laughs> in the face. I kid you not, the same lady, I kid you not, knocked her clean off her seat, right? <laughs> Weaves, he's got tears. <laughs> it's the fucking same lady. I went, fucking hell, <laughs> Paramedics, everything, right? I swear, she's cutting off again. I'm thinking, oh, no, this is fucking lightning. I swear, I get in the dressing room after, pass went, you fit the same lady. I went, yeah. I said, We've got her address. So I finished up. I said, I got a fucking set of flowers. Give it. Nah, she should be fucking watching. <laughs> anyway, Weaves, Weaves adds to the story now, though. He says, which always makes me laugh. He says, as she was going off on the stretcher, she turned around to the paramedics and said, Can you make sure he gets me roses this week? <laughs> <laughs> it was the same lady. Honestly, you couldn't fucking write. <laughs> How can you hit the same lady two weeks on a spin? <laughs> Yeah, that was my experience of letting one go into the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who else were were you training? Uh, Randolph? Yeah, Randolph and uh, uh, Darren Randolph and Robbie Elliott. um, Both really good goalkeepers. uh, Really good guys. Um, Darren (laughs) Darren went away on pre-season. He he played it in that season. And everyone had high hopes. He'd done really well, apparently, at the end of uh, the season I'd arrived said he played at Liverpool done brilliant I looked at the videos like you're doing I mean his kids are unbelievable saves he'd obviously done it classic what we said earlier young kid thought he'd made it he'd gone away that pre-season to Magaluf his mates or whatever come back about two stone overweight he looked a mess so Paz was like I ain't having him like you know and I was like nah he's alright and and then we had Robbie Elliott who was like a classic like university dropout like looked like a bag of spanners most of the time you could put Robin in a Marnie suit and it'd look like a bag of spanners in it. <laughs> so we had those two coming through. Randolph, we ended up letting go and he went to Motherwell and kick-started his career. A top, top lad. Yeah. And, and I could be happier for someone to have a career like he's had. And then obviously we signed Robbie Elliott. Uh, we got Robbie Elliott then got in the team halfway through the following season through Weeds getting injured and Robbie Elliott stayed in the team, done really well. And then we signed him at Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. As, as we signed him at Newcastle as just third-choice keeper. as like, a, you know... We paid 200 grand for him, and uh, he went on to have, I think, nine years at Newcastle and done really well there. You know, really maxed out what I thought he could do. Yeah, um, so that do was you think good. it's a bit of a obviously goalkeeper is a strange position because there's only one who can play. So, do you think there's people who get to 35 who think I could have had a fucking incredible career, but I've done really well anyway? Do you know what I mean? Such yeah. as um, the guy at Newcastle, Harper, is it Steve, Steve Harper? Harper? Yeah, he played what. 100 games? Yeah, Harps. Multi-millionaire, probably. Yeah, Harps. I think Harps 
career is like, so I think you're like right, about 190 games, I think he's played his whole career. 22 years in Newcastle, and I think a few of those, were, quite a few of those were in the Championship. And, and I'm sure that there was moments where Harps, I'm sure Harps will tell you that, that he, he probably should have forced in the team in front of Shea and probably deserved to, but maybe he didn't, that wasn't the sort of character to be like that. And there was probably times that, well, I know that we tried to sign him at West Ham at one point um, and, he, and he didn't come. So, so you know, I, I'm sure that there'll be moments where Harps maybe looks back in one breath and thinks probably could have, you know, kicked on and played yeah. four or 500 games. But, but then it comes back to, and I, I'm not saying this is right what I'm going to say, it comes back to that. Are you better off playing 500 games like I did? Or are you better off having... 10 million quid in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> it's a decision, what what yeah. decision you make? I, I went for the for the 500 million. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you live and air, that's the wrong decision. Chris. <laughs> 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 you know, so uh, you're completely right though. You know, you, there is a, you, you have to be at some point put out there to play. Ben Thatcher though. Thatcher was there, yeah. Character Thatcher. Yeah, anyone, Thatcher. Not yet, no. Wow. We've heard a few stories though. Fatch is mental, mate. Yeah, proper mental. Him and Weaves together were like we're both at Man City together. So, uh, yeah, they thick were, as thieves. They were the yeah, thickest thieves, yeah, thickest thieves. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Fatch was uh, a good character to have around the place. They were a nasty fuck all, eh? Well, it's on funny the on the field. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he left a few bad tackles on people. I mean, he'd done that guy with the elbow. Mendes, one was it? Mendes? Yeah, Mendes. Yeah, I mean, it was. It, it was. I mean, he run right into him with the elbow. I actually think again. I'm speaking to someone that, that knows facts as a, as a someone that's played. I actually think that whole experience ended up affecting him as a player a little bit. Really, I, I, he he might say it didn't, but for me, I think he was always worried that if he made one bad tackle, it was always ah oh, he's at it again, Thatcher. Yeah. And, and as much as I think he, he had the persona that he wasn't bothered, I think deep down he was he's a, he's a good lad, Thatcher. And I think see a change. Yeah, I, I think he'd have been more conscientious of. You know, when you do a challenge like that and it carries around with you, you yeah. kind of, you don't want it to keep you don't following you around. Build up as a reputation. Yeah, right? and every tackle you make then is a bad tackle. Really. It were a bad one, like, though. Yeah. <laughs> it were fucking, yeah. it were fucking yeah. GBH. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was horrendous. The guy's jaw was like Rose Ed, wasn't it? I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You never parked in Jerome Thomas's parking spot, No, nah, Weaves loved that one, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> but Jerome was a character, mate. He had that high-pitched voice. We used to take that voice off, like, and he, he would say, is the baby Bentley going to go big man? <laughs> and he had that voice. We was on a plane once, landing in uh, Leeds, Leeds, Leeds Bradford Airport, I think it is, up there. And uh, it was windy, like proper. One of the worst plane journeys, you know, a little private plane, and he coming in. And I never forget, all I can remember is, Fucking hell, someone ring my mum, tell her all my money's under the under the sofa, man. Look at him screaming it in the back, and like this plane's coming down, like we're side to side, like an in your own. I'm not going to be able to spend my money. Oh, <laughs> fucking brilliant, you know. Uh, well, that was Jerome. He was a, he was a character. He was a talented boy as well, and uh, you know he was a good player. We had some good players. We had some good players in Newcastle as well. What an offer. Yet again. Where else can you get eight craft beers for £5.95? They're quite expensive, some of them, you know. I know they are. You know, for beers of that quality. Oh, yeah, yeah. They are, you can talk, you can talk three, three and a half quid a bottle mm. for some of them. So it's good gear, isn't it? That's why. Well, yeah. 
if you're not a fan of the uh, the dark ales, you can you can choose the light option, light light lagers. Which are the ones for me, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I prefer lovely. them ones. Yeah, oh, I can mix. I've tried, I've tried both. Mix and match. Tried both, but for me personally, the light ones are better. Every pack comes with a magazine. It does. Ferment magazine and, and a, a snack pack. It's a bloody good read as well. Man, the snacks are bloody tremendous. Yes, always nice and nibble in it when you're having a drink. Yeah, and you can cancel any time. You can. I do like that about it. Yeah. If you want to pause up for a month, if you if you're off the air. Have a week off. Yeah. Yeah. If you're doing dry March, dry February, dry whatever month you're doing, yeah. just pause it. Or are you going white and get two boxes in? <laughs> Which is probably the better option. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, as listeners of Under the Cosh, special offer time. Yeah, we are the podcast that just keeps on giving, changing lives. Five pound ninety five delivery charge. That's all you pay. That's what you pay. And the eight craft beers come free. Did you, did you hear what I said? Free. 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 Free of charge. Eight craft beers on your doorstep. Five ninety-five postage. What more could you possibly want? The code. What's yeah. the code? The Maybe. code is www.beer52.com/kosh. Ooh, I'll repeat that just in case you, you're struggling with Barnsley tones www.beer52.com forward slash kosh and thank us where later well, we'll put that link in the description as well of the podcast so you can just click straight on it and pick your beers up so that's the first first case absolutely free apart from the postage £5.95 and your magazine and your nibbles bloody marvellous Did you know wins this week? Ah, you know I did it. I don't, I don't miss. I don't. I don't other. I don't other, other leagues as we well. Got a mate. couple of cracking winners. I think we're the three six hundred quid a piece. Yeah, and believe it or believe it not, two of them are from Barnsley. They were. I'm telling you. You know what that is, don't you? What? Life changing. For yeah. two two Barnsley locals. Oh, well, oh bloody hell! That'll be that'll be a villa. That'll be a villa on the on the He's having a, a four bed fucking detached <laughs> built, Ricky. If he's six hundred <laughs> in Barnsley. <laughs> and I seen a, someone on the on Twitter that somebody else from Barnsley I don't know him like, but somebody else from Barnsley had, had also shared oh, the pot. They'll be competing for the same. Pot. I'm telling you, I've never been on the on the leaderboard, but I just like watching the result. I just like sitting yeah. with Jeff, having a can of lager well, in the gym, man. No, I like a lager on a who knows when Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, special occasion. Yeah, yeah. It goes all that. Don't mind a few extra calories on a Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just. Whether I win or lose, to taking part, you're on the booze. Bit of interest, yeah. Well, if you're not got involved before, then just get onto the You Knows Wins app on Apple iStore or uh, Google Play. Five are in the pot. Predict your ten games. Top ten, I think, get mm. a, a split of the of the wins. It's definitely worth it for a fiver in it because you know, the same as we said before, you don't have to uh, you don't have to get them all right to stand a chance of winning. Nah, just adds a bit of spice to your Saturday afternoon. Yeah. So get it downloaded, get involved in the next under the cost league. Tell your pals. Mm. Was, was spice the right word? Bit, yeah, of, pr- bit of spice. Bit of paprika. Bit of spice nice. I don't know what what's your paprika on. It's not got much of a kick. As I think it's more more of a chili. A chili. Yeah. As soon as pads left, you know you you're joining him. What's a Newcastle? Yeah. Well, no, that's funny uh, because um, uh, he, I can't remember, he'd, he'd been out of, he'd been to Southampton, hadn't he? And uh, I didn't go to Southampton. Um, I can't remember the reason why. I think because it was a bit, 
but the chairman was a bit of a lunatic down there and I don't think they even foresee it was going to be that long a job down there with, with that chairman um, and, I, and I was with Parky uh, Phil Parkson at, um, at Charlton and I was quite happy there um, and then Pards uh, I'd heard Pards had been linked to a job but I wasn't sure which it was all hush hush and then um, he rang me he said oh, meet, me, meet me at the road I've got a job but I can't tell you where it is so I met him and he said, look, I've got a job, but you're gonna have to move away, do, do, do you fancy it? And I was thinking to myself, fucking hell, yeah, happy day, Spain, something like that, <laughs> Italy, you know what I mean? Running right away with myself <laughs> like I And he said, well, look, I, I, I can't tell you what it is, you know, because I want to build your ropes up. And I'm thinking, fucking hell, what weather, beautiful, I don't want to touch. He said, but you know, if you want to come, I, I want you to come with me, you know, as my goalie coach, I said, brilliant. And then literally, fucking um, it broke about four days later, Newcastle and I was like Newcastle <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know I swear I'd never been to Newcastle in my life never, <laughs> I, I, this is, sounds mental right I'd never been to Newcastle I couldn't even tell you where it was on the map right I, I'm not even kidding I was like Newcastle never look at that fucking hell it's miles away but it's cold up there typical like southerner <laughs> and um, I didn't hear from him and I thought Jesus Christ he's, he's throwing me a red herring here I ain't going to get the job I'm like you know struggling and I went into Charlton Parky said, look, Pars wants to stay in Newcastle. And uh, yeah, uh, he rung me up and um, I went up to Newcastle, yeah. And uh, literally stepped off the plane. Uh, it, it'd probably be in the worst winter for years. It, it was like four foot of snow. It was like landing in Siberia. <laughs> I, I kid you, like, I got off like a typical London southerner. Got off there, walked out and yeah, it's freezing. Were, were, were you like Rocky getting off in Russia? Yeah, yeah, it was like that. <laughs> and like, literally, I didn't train the goalkeepers on the grass for six weeks. It was that much snow, we, it never went. So I was always uh, like in the gym and, and it was like snow for ages. Uh, but it was a, a brilliant experience. You know, listen, Newcastle was brilliant. I'll I, I, I define anyone to say anything bad about the club and the place and the area. I mean, it's probably the nicest place I've lived. Yeah. So did, you, did your missus come up or not? No. So, um, so I moved up there, and then uh, there was a few clubs sort of trying to sign Freddie. Um, I think Chelsea were sniffing around, Arsenal and Man City were all sniffing around. Where was he at this point? He was at Palace. So he was only 13, 13 14 at Palace. And um, I went to watch Freddie play at Chelsea for, now, for Palace. And I turned up there, and then the academy goalie coach was standing over there. And I was like, what are you doing here? He went, sent by the hierarchy to come and look at Freddie see if he's good as everyone's saying Newcastle uh, so Mike, well, Mike and, and the chief exec Darren and Bias and that had sent the, the academy's goalie coach so you hadn't had any, any word no one in had said no, I know people might find this is mental but no one had said nothing to me right so they obviously got whispered so he'd, he said look I'm going to I've come to watch Freddie and, and in this particular game he played really well so then I go back to Newcastle that week and, and then I get a call from Derek saying uh we want to sign Freddie, Mike wants to sign Freddie. And I said, well, look, it's not quite as easy as that. He's, he's his own commodity, you know, he's not coming because I'm here. And he said, well, look, Mike's going to make it impossible for you not to sign. He said, he wants, you're his goalie coach. He wants the best young talent at the club. That's, that's so, you know, he's not saying you're going to sign just because you're his dad, but he'll make Freddie an offer and get him up. And, they, and they've done it all properly. They, they brought him up, my wife up, my daughter up, showed him around. I was really kept out the way of it, bizarrely. 
So I said, okay, let's leave. And, and he looked around and Fred loved it. You know, he loved the fact, and he loved the fact they said, you won't have to go to school, you'll be schooled on site. He was like buzzing with that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the, that was the scene. And then, and then they signed him, yeah. And then uh, they, they signed him. And, and it was a weird one at first, because I was like, oh, how's this going to work? You know, yeah. for you and for me. And none of the lads knew he was my son. Like, you know, none of the boys, like when he come I up to like that. Well, at the beginning, when he come up to train with the first team, like 15, he'd sometimes come up to train with the first team. Um, Colicini and, 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 and Kabaya, they didn't know. They just thought he was like Freddie. They didn't yeah, know. Yeah. They didn't put together. And one day he went, he, he, he never, he's never called me dad on the training pitch ever. And it's one day he must have said, here, dad passed that over. And, and, and I remember Kabaya going, it's your son. I went, well, yeah, yeah, he went, didn't know that. It was like about a year, 18 months into it. And the lads didn't know, so it was kind of nice that he built yeah. up his own respect to that. Yeah, yeah. So, so imagine from an outside perspective, I bet. Yeah, Lots of people say, oh, yeah, correct. Yeah, his yeah. dad sorted him out at Newcastle. Yeah. Exactly that, exactly that. Everyone always surmises that. And, it, and listen, it doesn't work like that, football. It, yeah. it generally doesn't. So did Freddie move up with you? So or did Freddie move up into Diggs? No, so then what happened is... My wife and my daughter, we all moved up. All oh, right, yeah. up. We, we rented a house up there in, um, in Pontsealand and uh, we loved it, you know, made and you know, made loads of friends up there and, and actually it was quite heartbreaking to leave. Do you think your missus would have moved up if Freddie had not done? No. Oh, you think you'd just been up there on your own? Yeah, I'd be up there having a brilliant time. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck night. off, Freddie, you fucking <laughs> killed yeah, me. Yeah, I was like that. <laughs> Why couldn't you go to Man City? <laughs> so yeah, no, we we loved it. I mean, listen, you, uh, saying it to people down south, like the North East, they look at you and go, "Yeah, of course it's brilliant," and it, it really is. Uh, I mean, all our friends are still up there now, and 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 you know, uh, we loved it there. Loved Did you it. feel that tension straight away? You know, that all the the Cockney Mafia and all that uh, was going on. No, not not originally. Uh, the the first season we had a little bit of tension because obviously Pars weren't first choice. Uh, and and there was there was some older pros in the club and it was all a bit you know feeling each other out. Um, who, who, who were in the team then when you when you all went first? Went so uh, we'd have had uh, Alan Smith, Joey Barton, uh, Conchini, Gutierrez, Sol Campbell was there. Yeah. Um, hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We had, you know, we had some, there's some big hitters there. Some big, big players there. Andy Carroll. So, uh, we, you know, we had some big characters there. Did uh, he get the respect straight away, Pardew? Uh, did he get the respect straight No, I wouldn't say he did. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say the players were, like, disrespecting him. But it was almost like, right, we, we had Chris, Chris Hewton, and we liked him, yeah. and now you're here. Sure and, 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 and I think they all thought it was, like, an old Powers Act, and it definitely wasn't that. Was, all the stories you hear, I'm like... Could be further from the truth, you know, the ridiculous rumours about... What, Pardew and Ashley being made? Yeah, never never knew him from Adam, you know, so all of that was complete, you know, rubbish. Um, but everyone surmised that, and then once that, that rumour mill goes on, people start buying into that. So then we knew that we had to sort of, you know, Win get results. Over. We had to get results, and we had to do it right. And, we, and, and, and listen, uh, we spent a lot of hours at that training ground, like a lot of hours in, in the first six months of 
trying to get results and trying to get this team right and and it was it was it was hard work. I know people laugh, but it was it was really tough. You know, characters leaving players out. I mean, Parth did that. He was a manager. I had to look after the keepers. Well, I mean, we had a good team. You know, really good team, and they they tipped and they and it was good. It was real good times. You know, it could have gone better. John Carver was a coach. Steve Stone. Fans were on Did board. You, the fans it, were on yeah. board, yeah. The fans were always on board if the team was... Yeah, uh, this is a real cliche thing to say for the, the, the Jordies. If they saw a team playing for that shirt, which is really cliche, they, they, they loved it. And we had a team that would do that. I mean, Chet Chioti, God rest his soul. What a player. I mean, this guy would run for a brick wall for you and, 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 and he would be sensational. You see, you had him. He, he represented what those fans wanted to see. They had... You know, you had Bemba Bar up top with Papasise scoring goals. You had, you know, Kabaya spraying the ball around. Some good players. Conicini yeah, was yeah. a good player. Um, Did he always have the moves, Pardew? You must have got the fallen out after the game. When you- <laughs> 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 yeah, the old dancing, yeah. That no, FA no. Cup one, man. Oh, yeah, the FA Cup one, that was... That was a moment. <laughs> you must have had a laugh about it. You were just sat in the thing like, oh, fucking hell. Yeah. I'm not getting off this bed. No, I'm, I'm not helping him out again. I was, uh, I was, I was sitting there thinking, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I thought we must have won. We must, the game must be over. And then I saw their bench going mental and I thought, we're in a game now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that, that was just one of those moments, wasn't it? I mean, <laughs> the FA Cup it does strange things to people. Going on the uh, Mike Ashley, has got to be one of the most hated owners ever. How was he to deal with? Did you have much to do with him? Yeah, Mike was uh, good. Yeah, Mike was really good. Uh, I, <laughs> That's going to be a big shock to a I lot of people. I can imagine Twitter and all that be going mental now. <laughs> saying, yeah, he would say that you're a colleague. Mike was great. Uh, you know, I, I, I get some of the things he'd done and they rubbed up the people the wrong way. I completely get that. And there was moments I thought, why, why has that happened? You know, I didn't, but it wasn't my position to ask that. You know, it's his club. But for us, or for me personally, my family, I mean, I'm fantastic. You know, he always, I mean, he'd land his helicopter training. I'd be training the keepers and I'd hear this in the distance. I think so, what's that? And then this helicopter would swoop in, me balls would be flying everywhere. <laughs> I swear, the balls would be flying everywhere. And he'd get out and he'd be like, how are you, fella? Like, yeah, all right. You know, what do you call him? Chairman, owner, what? And I'd say, yeah, all right, all right, Mike. And he'd be like, yeah, all right. And then just one of you, anything. He's around the club, he's like brilliant. And yeah. he'd come in and he'd have lunch with him and he'd say hello to everybody. And so did the players like him? The, the, well, it's funny because you had a, a group of players when we arrived that wouldn't agree a bonus schedule with Mike. And they, in the end, said, we're not doing a bonus, we don't want a bonus. So there was a, there was a problem between players and Mike on a bonus schedule. I didn't know the ins and outs, but they just didn't agree it. I don't know if the figures were miles apart, I couldn't tell you. But uh-huh. so there was obviously that initial problem with him and them, um, and and I think they they obviously liked Chris Chris Hewitt and why why wouldn't you do you know, a great job? So there was obviously something going on there, um, but to us Mike was Mike was great. You know we had we had good players at the time. We had you know support. Um, it, it, it's like everything. It was going well, but the fans that always had this thing with Mike, and and I get it. I do. I'm not just saying that. I do get some of their grievance with it and, and then on the other side I think well look you know how much money can you keep putting into a football club and he's publicly said he doesn't want to be there now you know he's, he wants to sell it. he's trying to sell it for the, for the good of them I don't know what more he can do 
I get it. It's, 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 it's a tough situation. I really do. And I'm I mean, not why, is he a Newcastle fan? No, he's a Chelsea mean, fan, I think. So why, why, why would you buy a football club? Because you can't make money from one, can you? No. Really? I, 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 so I why think... it's a strange one? You know, like, obviously, sports are right. He might buy Debenhams now, right? Fair yeah. enough. He can make money off that. So why, would, why do you think he got involved in it? No, I, I generally don't know. I think, uh, again, this is only what I'm led to believe over the course of time that he, he, he ideally would have wanted to buy Chelsea because that was his club uh, and again I might be a little bit off, off, off pace there but Newcastle come up and it looks like a uh, like it does it big looks club. like a big club and one city Heritage. and, and I, I would have hazarded a guess Mike had it in his head uh, maybe to you know the, the terms flip flip the business you know do well for a couple of years and, and sell it and get out and it, I think there was a lot of underlining uh would it be debt or underlying problems in the club that then just snowballed and snowballed and, and, and I don't think it was helped maybe by certain people he employed at the time and all of that. So you think you, like, sat, sat, sat here today, you think you think, fucking hell, I wish I'd never bother with that? Um, that's a really good question because I'm sure that he's had some great times with, with it. It looks like he's had a good time doing it. Yeah, yeah, no, he has. As his other businesses prospered because it's Mike Astley who everybody knows. As opposed to just being a random businessman who you walk past in the street and not recognise who he is. Yeah, but I don't ever think, I don't ever believe that he'd done it for that reason. I generally don't, you know, like you, you come across some chairman and owners that their goal is to be the star, but they can't be the football star. Yeah. They want to be the, yeah. the owner of the club. I can't for one minute think that Mike did it for that reason. Not, not one bit of me for, for that. I mean, he's a, a very shrewd businessman, and a, a, you know, a very shrewd businessman. Uh, and 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 I think as it's gone on, it's just become messy and ugly. And and and, and the football clubs do go through that, don't they? They go mm. ups and downs. But if you've got a man at the helm that the punters ain't having, it's just constant, isn't it? Yeah, it's and it's it's never gonna get better. I mean, we got we we got into Europe at fifth, and and you'd have thought they'd have been thinking, well, blimey, this is great, all right, yeah. But you know, and then but then the following year we sold all of our best players, and it become a struggle. And, you know, that's that's where maybe as a supporter you're thinking, come on, add some more players to it, we can be even better. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't Backers. work like that. We don't know what the the books have to be balanced, I suppose. How on earth did Pardew sign an eight year contract? I've never seen a manager sign an eight year contract before. Brilliant, wasn't it? Did you sign it? Did you sign, <laughs> did you sign one as well? It was the most amazing, surreal thing ever. So uh I mean, there's been a lot said about the eight-year contract. And, um, <laughs> I'm so fucking sure there has. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't believe I've signed for any other club anywhere in less than eight years. I wouldn't have been it was kind of a bizarre moment, really. Um, we, uh, I'd gone out on a Friday night. I had a friend up from London, uh, an ex-player for Gavin Neblin. Uh, he'd come up with his wife and I said, look, let's go out for a bite to eat. There's a nice sort of like bar restaurant, uh, as you like it, it's called, just on the outskirts of Jesmond. We can have a bite to eat. The girls can have a dance. We can have a catch up. And that was the plan. Like all good plans, the girls want to stay out longer. We start having a few drinks. I mean, it's a Friday night before a game. I mean, come on, I shouldn't be doing this. Let's be honest. But I'm caught up with my friend. Haven't seen him. You know, we're having a good night. I'm thinking, to myself, I've got to be going. But maybe saying, oh, no, it's a little bit more, a little bit more. I'm like, oh, come on, I've got a game tomorrow. You know what I mean? Then I hear, fucking hell, Mike Ashley's in the building. I think, oh no, fucking, that's all I need. To England. Yeah. Wrigley's, Wrigley's. I'm thinking like this is all I need, and then I see Mike, Derek Lambias, and 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 their, their 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 crew of friends, and I don't know who they had with them, making a beeline to Uber. And I thought, oh, I'm in a bit of travel here now. This ain't going to look good. 
So before he's got to me, I go, how are you, Mike? I said, I'm just shooting off, just had a bit of dinner with the family. I mean, it's about fucking half past 12 now. <laughs> One o'clock, he's kicking right on. He said, no, 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 you stay here. Let, let, shots, let's get some shots. I think, shots. I've got to walk. Yeah. I've got to warm my fucking go. Yeah, I'm thinking, fuck me. Shots. So I'm going, and my missus is looking at me going, oh, we're in a bit of shit here. And I'm thinking like, yeah, you're fucking caused it. You made us stay out. <laughs> so anyway, we have some shots. And he's like, there's no more shots. I'm thinking, fucking hell, like, what? I've got to go. How can I, how can I just say this? I'm going now. I'm all in here. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm chatting away and I'm trying to be nice. And he says, yeah, I'm, I, you've done a great job. Yeah, I fucking love you. He said, I'm going to give you an eight-year contract tomorrow. Mate, it was as if the music had stopped. In the club. <laughs> <laughs> it was as if everyone had become sober. I'd gone from being really drunk and my wife dancing over there to my wife coming straight at me. Did he say eight years? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to everyone in the city. <laughs> so I sort of went, nah, honestly, Mike, I love it here. You know, you don't have to do that. In the end, I'm thinking, <laughs> mate, where's the pen? So uh, anyway, I, I said, oh, I appreciate it. He said, no, it'll be that contract. I'll be there tomorrow with you. And I think we've got a game tomorrow, mate. Like, I'd like you to keep it low key. Don't tell parts. I've been out here going mental. So anyway, uh, we uh, we go home. My missus all the home. She's gone to like, did he say eight years? I said, I think so. I said, but you know, he's had a drink. I literally turn up at the stadium. You have to, when you get to the stadium, you, you sort of park at the top end corner and they, they take your car away and you walk up the pitch and then down the tunnel, say hello to all the nice you know, stewards and that and then walk along the tunnel and into Pardy's office. So I walk along the side of the pitch and I'm thinking, yeah, a bit rough. <laughs> <laughs> says, yeah, hopefully no one spotted me, but obviously ridiculous. <laughs> so I walk down the tunnel, see all this stuff. How are you? You're up proper like sky there and everyone else hey you you know he's like oh yeah don't breathe on me <laughs> walk up the tunnel walk in a party's office he's reading the, the times or whatever he's reading chatting away so he said alright mate have a, have a good night now this is the sort of question your manager mate sort of <laughs> asked I sort of went yeah yeah interesting like he knows and I know that he knows but how do we go about he said yeah he says that was a good night wasn't it I said, yeah, weird night, mate. I said, like, I might come out of something. I said, but he said, no. He said, you've got to go up and sign an eight-year contract after the game. He's told the chief executive to draw up your contract, eight years. Now, I won't lie to you. I'm buzzing. I feel myself, game, what game? <laughs> Someone else take the keepers. Mike Ashley's somewhere yeah. else now. In so, so I'm thinking to myself, like, so he said, me, what are you going to do? And I'm thinking to myself, what answer does he want here? Because I know what I want to do. I want to go and buy a fucking bitch and sign it. So I said to him, I said, well, look, what do you think? I said, I don't want to upset him. Thinking to himself, upset him? I don't want to upset myself. So he said, look, you can't sign that contract. He said, because, and he's right. If I sign that contract, what's John Stoney? He's the manager. I've got a longer contract than the manager. It was crazy, really. Also, this was just for you. Yeah, just for me. This was at this point. So, 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 yeah, so now I'm in a world of pain. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I can't have a longer contract than the manager. And John and Stoney, I've got a look, they're going to think, what a shithouse. You know, and it is a bit shithousery, but <laughs> eight years is eight years. <laughs> so, so I'm now thinking... Fuck you, bud. Yeah, so now I'm thinking, though, <laughs> how'd you turn down eight years with Mike? More importantly, how do I turn around to Mike and say, look, really appreciate it, but no, I'm not going to sign it. You know, that ain't really saying that's the wisest move. So we're now, me and Bards, and say, well, what are we going to do? This is like a fucking nightmare, mate. And I'm now thinking... Yeah, it is a nightmare. As much as it's great, it's a fucking nightmare. 
So I said, look, I'll, I'll go up after, I'll see Lee Charlie, and I'll just see Mike, and I'll say, look, I'm really appreciative, but it, it, it's not right that I sign a contract. As much as I want to sign it, I love it here, I'm quite happy, I'll give it all that spiel. He said, all right, we'll do that, then we'll do that. So anyway, play the game, I can't remember if we won or lost. We used to go up in the boardroom every match. Lovely boardroom. Mike used to be up there, good as gold. Win or lose. Do you think he, in the back of his head, appreciated you being so loyal to his to staff? Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think there's one thing uh, you know uh, that um, that I bring to any football club I go to is like I am quite infectious character and I and I and the team spirit. I've always been good on team spirit anywhere I've been, and I think he kind of maybe saw that uh, saw that you know. I am good around the place. I'm not just a goalie coach, you know. I'm not just I, I bring, more. bring the staff together, bring the players together, and and, and and when it's and you know what it's like, Parky. That's great when it's all going well. When it ain't going well, it, it's a hard job to do. Yeah. So so that kind of that kind of went in my favour a little bit at the time, I think. Um, but then I go and see Mike after, and I say, look, Mike, uh, I can't thank you enough for the contract. I can see my missus sitting over there going, <laughs> <laughs> like, see, like, man, like that. I'm going. So uh, I said, I appreciate the contract, Mike. I said, but I can't sign it. It's just, it's going to cause you a bigger problem with like the manager, the assistant manager, and all the other staff. I said, like, as much as it's lovely, you know, well, I'll give you all eight-year contracts. Now I'm thinking, (laughs) buzzing, but I'm now thinking, hmm. This is now a bigger problem for Bards and a bigger problem for not John or Stoke because they'd be buzzing, but a bigger problem now. So I said, well, look. I'll link you. I, I didn't know where to go with this now. And I'm thinking, fucking hell, of course, I've got to pay right. now. Well, 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 we should have stopped in last night. Yeah. So anyway, that week, Paz pulls me and says, fucking hell, he says, you called mayhem, mate. He says, like, he's offered us all eight year contract. I said, well, where's the mayhem in that? So anyway, he said, well, he, he, I suppose like anything, if you're a manager, you don't want to just sign a contract. You want to get it right. Yeah. So this went on now and uh, it went quiet a little bit. That's me, John and Stoney, I'm non-stop thinking, any news in this eight-year contract? <laughs> we, can't, we can't really say anything, right? We can't really fucking ask Paz, because he's going to hit the fucking roof of us, like, because that's all we've been talking about now for about six weeks. Has <laughs> he said about the eight-year contract? Yeah. <laughs> Look, that's all we talk about. We've got no other conversation. Anyway, we, uh, I can't remember where we were, Paz said, Look, just let you know, uh, I've agreed the contract with Mike, uh, and you'll be getting your contracts sent to you uh, so we're all sort of like thinking year two years what you know what, what, what sort of contract bud yeah it's fucking eight years yeah he's got, <laughs> he got fucking tied up for eight years but anyway he's going to send it to you and, and, and all that anyway that week we get a, a message from the chief exec uh, I'm going to email over your contract to you Mike's put a, a certain amount of money in there for you to spend on a lawyer to look at the contract so you know it's proper contract so we kind of expected these contracts to be like um Eight-year contract with like a year, year severance. Severance, yeah, mm. severance. standard sort of thing, really. Mate, this, I said the sports lawyer. The sports lawyer rings me up. He says, uh, "I've got this contract in front of me." He said, uh, "Have you signed it yet?" I said, "No, no, I wasn't sure." Like, you know, what do you, what do you think? He went, "Well, I'm telling you, get a fucking pen and sign it." <laughs> he said, "And get yourself sacked from that job as quick as you can." <laughs> he said, "There's full pay up in there," and, and that was that was a top sports lawyer saying. I went, "Really?" He went, "Yeah." He said, "He'll pay you up." You know, if it don't go wrong, you see, he's, 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 he's invested in you guys and he'll settle it within so many days. So uh, we, we, we signed his contract, we couldn't believe it. And then, but then it become a bit of a fucking noose around our neck in a weird way. Because what happened is, whenever we play another team, all they talk about the opposition staff 
like before the game, after the game, have you not signed eight year contract? Come on. <laughs> so then we'd start trying to divert the conversation because we knew Pars would be going fucking Gary ass. Like, he'd be going mental, saying, fucking that contract. So everywhere we'd play, he'd say, are you trying to your contract? So we'd be like, yeah, yeah, not playing it down. But really, we'd think to yourself, yeah, we've got eight years. Yeah, mental, mental, you know. And, uh, and that's how it come about. And that's how we ended up signing. All over a few shots. It was, it was crazy. It was, I can't, I can't say it any other way. I can't glamorise it or unglamorise it. That was literally how it come about. And, and I'm not just saying I like Mike just because of that, but it did help. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a proper fella, like, you know. He was, <laughs> honestly, being in, being in, uh, I'm not just saying it, but it, 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 being in his company is, is actually a lot of fun. Uh, and I know, I know that there'll be people going mental in Newcastle, I, I, and I understand that, I generally do. But you could not dislike this man, you know. He had a weirdness about it that was brilliant. A brilliance and a weirdness. And I know that the fucking fans of Newcastle go, mm. you fucking yeah, tosser. My poor son probably getting battered on Twitter now because of it. But, you know, I can't well, speak. Yeah, you can only speak about your experiences yeah, with him, can't you? Exactly that. Where what? was the team at when you signed the contract? Were you flying still? That's a good question, that. I, I, you know what? I, 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 really, I really don't know if we'd been at the end of the season when we got into Europe. Or, or or midway through that following season, I don't. I think it was at the end of that season because I think it's half understandable then, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think, doing well. And yeah. I think, in fairness, I think Pards have been linked with a couple of really big jobs. That's what I was about to ask that question because mm. you went Pards were like, oh fucking, I'm getting tied down to an eight-year yeah. contract. Listen, I mean, when you strip it away, we took that Newcastle team from like where it was to to, to Europe. Europe. I mean, and and mm. we was I think we was one win off being in the Champions League yeah. I mean if you say that well, now people say really and, and even I think fucking hell we were that close to the Champions League I mean yeah. that was quite amazing when, and it was brilliant when you say Pard's been linked with big jobs Newcastle in the Champions League there's not that many bigger jobs no, really, no. With, with the size of the club if the club's doing well yeah, yeah. Well, if he's, Do you know you said about the England job if he's getting yeah. linked with we the England job, it's England like, job. Yeah. and then we, we played Benfica and Benfica we lost out there or did we draw? I can't remember. And then we played them at home, and we got we lost one nil at home. Last kick of the match, they scored. We got a stand ovation at Newcastle for losing that game, which I still sends a, a tingle up my spine. It was unbelievable. Like, but then it was quite amazing how quickly it turned. So we we lost that game. I got a stand ovation. I think we played someone like Man City lost, and then someone else had lost, and then all of a sudden Sky and all of. No wins in four, no win, and you think, fucking hell, three weeks ago, we was getting standing up. Yeah, we played, and we played spun these. like that. So you know? quick. And it was really like, it was really like, it really got ugly uh, at the end. And it, and it was really heartbreaking because I don't think people, and they're not going to realise, why are they going to realise? But we, we actually loved it there. We loved the club, we loved the people. I love the people there. I mean, my son lives there. So it's got, and I, I hope people respect that. I do generally mean that about Newcastle, mm. the club, the fans, the, the, the staff that work. I speak to them all the time. So, so you know, when it got ugly, it was really not a nice ugly for everyone because we generally did care. Well, I say, this is a time where it gets a bit ugly and you're like, ah, oh, yeah. fuck them. When fuck. did it get ugly? In time uh, frame yeah. from when you got into Europe? It wasn't the next season, was it? The following season, I, I, I'm trying to remember this off the top of my head. I'm sure we started quite badly the following season. We'd lost some players, and and I've, I've, I'm sure it was the following season. And then towards, 
I think towards the end of that season, it, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this off a of memory, and I, I might be corrected. It, it was mediocre, and then the following season, it was, we had a bad run, I think, of like no wins in six. And then we went on a run of winning six on the spin. But it was still ugly. The, the crowd weren't yeah. having it. When they get they, somebody they, in the head. And, and, and they, they, they might hate me for saying this, but they couldn't get to Mike because Mike, you just can't get to, you know. So yeah, the next asked. thing is, is, is the manager. And, and every time Paul stood up, they, they would boo, jeered. And so he, he was doomed if he didn't. He wanted to stand up and sort the team out. But it was detriment to the team yeah. because the crowd were going mental. And he was like, look, what do I do? just trying to run the team here. Did you have conversation amongst yourselves like, fuck me, we've got to be close to the boot here? No, because we never felt we was close to the boot. Because we 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 we've gone... <laughs> got fucking five four. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, but it was really bizarre it's... because what happened is we'd we'd had the bad run and then we put six straight wins together. Uh, and I think we beat Everton and we beat we beat Man City at Man City. And so like it was like bizarre. And we went on this run, six game winning run. <clears> uh, and then I think off of memory, and again, I think then Paz then went to Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace come in and it just seemed to. I think from, from Pardy's point of view, it was a case of, look, there's no better time for you, Mike, to let me go for you to, for the good of the club, you know, and I don't think, I don't think Alan wanted to go for one minute because he loved Newcastle and I know people might say, why wouldn't you love Newcastle? It's a fantastic club. It really is a great club, great city. But it just, it just was getting to the stage where it was very uncomfortable for, mm. for, for Alan, for his family, for, for all of us. So, what well, 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 Palace a better move for Pardy's or just the, I'm out of it. In, a, I, I, in, a, in, that, in that sort of way. Yeah, I think, you know I mean? I think um, at the time, uh, Steve Parrish was really building something at Palace uh, at that particular time. It was still going through its sort of, you know, been in a premiership. I think Steve was looking to sort of kick on a little bit more with the club. I think he'd always been an admirer of, 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 of Pards at that time. And, and I think, look, uh, people might find this crazy, but Pards were getting linked with some really big jobs at the time. So from Palace's point of view, it was a yeah, really good yeah. signing. You know, cool. They was getting a, a man. And look, and I'm not saying there's any bias. Pards is a top manager. You know, like him or loathe him, whatever your thoughts are on him, you know, his runs, his stats, but he's a very good manager and, and, and he has a way of motivating teams and I'm sure there'll be a lot of negative people saying stuff. But, you know, he's been a, he's a good manager. Uh, so Steve thought he was, he was getting a good deal, you know, getting a manager he'd, he'd probably been courting for a few years. And it was maybe a good way of Mike relieving the pressure at the, at the ground. Uh, so, how did, when you came to leave Newcastle, how did that happen? Did you? Yeah, well, that was. <laughs> so, so then what happened is you got did to the, the eight-year contract come to fruition. Well, or not? <laughs> you know, this is a this is a, a funny, painful story. <laughs> <laughs> I get excited when you take a deep yeah, breath. Yeah, no, this is a, this is this is one of those moments where you think, wow, this is just unbelievable. So, what happened is uh, we got to the end of the season. We just stayed up. Uh, we get a message: Can uh, John meet uh, Lee Charney at two o'clock? Stoney at two thirty. Woody at three o'clock. So we all know we've had this call form. So we said, right, let's let's meet across the road in the shark. But have a beer first, and then we'll go up one at a time across. You know, it's right opposite the ground. So anyway, I'm not going to lie. We're all like buzzing. Happy days. This is us. You know. <laughs> How many years you got left? Three? Five. <laughs> Still got five years left. Yeah. Still got five years left. So we're, we're all thinking, buzzing. So, uh, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, brilliant, paid up. Palace, lovely. You know, back home, you know. I don't want to leave my son up there, but 
football's football, you know, and, and, and people but, might... But fuck him. Yeah, <laughs> fuck him. Yeah, on your own, son. <laughs> but you, people don't get it in the real world, do they? That football's football, you know, you, you, one minute you're in a club and then one minute you're gone. You, yeah. You're not part of anything. <laughs> so John goes up and uh, we're at Minstead having a beer, chatting away. John comes, we see him walk across the zebra crossing and Newcastle fans have noticed the zebra crossing to the shark bar. John walks in, he went, sacked. We're all like, well, yeah, we know that, but go on, what, what, what? They said, no, full pay up. Uh, <laughs> he, he, money be in my account in, I think, seven days. So I'm like, fucking hell. I said, well, look, I'm sorry, John. So he sacked me, but I'm fucking buzzing, you know. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> so like, kind of like, want to celebrate, but like, it doesn't feel right, but you know, that's football, you know, and this is the highest rate of football. Stoney goes up, comes back less than 10 minutes. He said, uh, yeah, Paid up seven days. He said they want to see you now. So oh fuck you, you can imagine me. <laughs> I'm fucking like Rupert the Bear going across the zebra crossing and skipping. I'm fucking I got my peacock feathers up, I'm thinking so I'm like I'm stopping the traffic one minute, I'm gonna get a five year pay up here, like hold on. I get in the lift, go up. And like I'll never forget it to this day. I walk in and I think I said something like, Come in, Lee, let's uh, let's sort out the pay up, mate, like that. You know, just try and make joking because I thought let's not make it awkward for everyone. He went, oh, no, 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 we, we want to keep you. <laughs> I remember going, you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't do. You, you, why? That's not fair. <laughs> I'm saying to this guy, it's not fair you want to keep me in a job. I mean, what other bloke says that? And I'm going, no, 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 you paid them, them up. Oh, I've got to be paid up as well. <laughs> well no. and, and, and actually, he did say, no, Mike loves you. He says, like, you know, you're the reason the contract's because he loves you, he wants you to keep you. And I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> like, I'm shocked like I'm devastated <laughs> but I'm now thinking myself, well I better look like I want to stay now because fucking I'm here so anyway I go down in the lift I said oh cheers Lee I appreciate that and then he must have thought that's fucked you he must have thought that's fucked you so anyway I go down in the lift I walk across the zebra crossing like no moonwalk <laughs> no, no, no fucking Rupert Bear no like high-fiving I walk into the the sharp bar and John is saying so we'd, no, shut <laughs> up. And they couldn't believe it. And I said, mate, I've got, I'm going to have to go home. I've got to tell my wife we're in a job still. And I literally, I walked in the house and my missus went, we're, we're packing up. We're, we're done. We're going back to London. I went, no, they want to keep me. She burst out crying. <laughs> she, asked, she burst out crying. She went, it's so unfair. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I'm speaking to myself. What's unfair? We're in work. Like, we, got, we signed a contract. But I actually think of you're right, it's unfair. Why do we never get paid up? Anyway, and that, and that was it. Like, I, I stayed. Uh, like, you know, so I toughed it out through the fucking summer, waiting to yeah. announce the new manager. And, and all I could, and I've got pars now saying to me, mate, look, I, I wouldn't come to Palace. I said, well, God, I can't get out of this contract. Well, look, you, you, we're going to have to. I want to take you to Palace. Oh, well, fucking hell. Look, mate, if, if I can't get out, I'm going to have to get another goalie coach. Now I'm thinking, fucking hell. I'm up against it here a little bit. So I said, look, they want me to go on a pre-season tour to, uh, to uh, America. And anyway, just prior to that, Lee Charney says, look, new manager's being announced. Uh, Steve McLaren, he's really, really delighted you're staying. He wants to meet you. And I'm thinking, fucking hell. <laughs> I'm going to be so off with this geezer that he's going to think, fuck me, I don't want this geezer to work with me. So literally, right, I turn out a training ground, I've gone through all the emotions of like, I ain't gonna like you, whatever happens, we're not gonna get on. 
and, and actually when I think back it's pretty shit really but I thought I've got to get out of here because like you know I need to get he needs his goalie coach I literally walk in and I've got this sombre face like I'm going to row with you try to get us paid up and he went Woody how are you mate I'm fucking <laughs> delighted to see you come and sit down it's a pleasure I'm so excited to be working with you I know this is England manager right <laughs> and I feel myself fucking hell what a fucking lovely fella. I feel like, what a lovely fella. So I feel like, fuck it, would he stay with the game? You don't like him. He's horrible. You don't want to work with him. So he's like, sit down. I don't know. Tell me about yourself. Oh, I'm, I'm in full like, pantomime mode now. Yeah, I'm a goalie coach. Yeah, but what else do you do? Nothing. Just goalie. <laughs> Set pieces? No. Nope. Like, that's my conversation, like this. Well, I'm buzzing to be with you. We're going to have a good season. This geezer is either not getting it or he knows that I'm playing the game and he's going to just play the game with me, right? Which I think was the actual yes. way it was. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm thinking, fucking hell, I've got the nicest bloke in football. I can't fall out with him because it's just, like, impossible. And he was such, I've got to tell you, a top fella. And, and I'd like to go on record and apologise. I did apologise to him for my behaviour because I had to get out of the club. <laughs> but he was such a lovely fella, Parker, do you know what I mean? So, anyway, we go to Chicago right now. You can imagine all the staff, the backroom staff, they're all like, fucking hell, you're on the trip. You thought you was going to be getting your mate <laughs> oh, like, They're killing me, right? They're proper killing me. They're like, but it's good banter. I'm thinking, fucking, this is going to be a hard trip. I've got Pa telling me, what, what's happening? I said, I've got to go on the trip. I said, I can't just walk out. You know, I've got to sit tight here. Well, look, you're going to have to have a word with him. So early on, I meet Steve. Steve, look, you know, it's, it's, we need to sort this out. You want to bring your own goalie coaching. I said, I understand that. I said, I know how it works. And I, I, I'll get a move back to London with my family. I said, like, and I was being like all diplomatic. And he was like, Woody, I'm with you. He, like, it couldn't have been any fairer, right? So I'm thinking, he said, look, I'll have a word with the chief exec and uh, I'll come back to you. Let's see if we get a result for both of us. Buzzing. So I rung past and said, look, I think, uh, I think we could be all right. It's going to be sorted. So just hold fire, mate. <laughs> anyway, nothing. No, nothing. We fire to somewhere else, to somewhere else, play a game here, play a game there. Nothing. So we, we had to get Chicago Airport. The fucking cases are coming round, all the fucking cases are coming round. Like, and my boy comes up to me, and my boy knows, like, he's only a young pro at the time. I think, he, I think in fairness to McLaren as well, he just gave me his debut out there. <laughs> so, so my boy comes down next to me, and he goes, my boy calls me fella. He goes, yeah, you all right, fella? I said, yeah, I'm all right, mate. I said, look, you might want to distance yourself from me. I said, I'm going to have a fucking row here. <laughs> so he's looking at me going, oh, no, dad. Not now. No, yeah. I said, look, mate, I've got to do what I've got to do. You know, I've got to get out of this fucking place. So you go and stand over there and just keep yourself out of the way and pretend to put your earphones on. So I can see him thinking, fucking hell, here we go. So literally, the case is coming around. Steve McLaren is just fucking happy. He's, like, <laughs> he's just, he's just fucking. Worse, mate, he's like, guy. I think he's saying things like, is this yours, Woody? Do you want me to grab yeah. it? Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. a bit of jet lag, He's you? just like the nicest fella, and I can't tell you. Anyone that don't know Steve McLaren, he's a top, top fella. And I'm not just saying it because of this situation, but he was ridiculously lovely. <laughs> and I'm thinking, fucking hell, this is going to be the hardest thing ever to do. But come on, you've got to do it. You've got to just kick off here. So uh, I said to Simo, as his assistant, who's another lovely fella. I said, Simo, what the fuck's going on, mate? He's going up. Oh, we're getting the cases off. I'm like, no, no, fucking, what, what's going on? Just fucking make something out as he's mugging me off. So I'm building myself up here to have a row. <laughs> with someone that don't even know I'm going to row him and probably wouldn't row anyway because he's such a beautiful, lovely man. <laughs> I thought I'd like to say, Steve, how are you? Anyway, Steve turned around and I go, are you telling the fucking piss out of me, Steve? And he's like, look, you go, oh. 
I said, fucking, you mugging me off. Like, now I'm creating a scene in Chicago airport. I've got some of the staff thinking, fucking, the wood is kicking off here. And I'm going, like, nah, fuck it, it's, it's bollocks. Like, you said you'd fucking sort it out, and I'm fucking hanging out of the drop. The players are here. The players are here, the staff are there. <laughs> Everyone's there. The, the, the people that meet you to take you to the next destination, you know, like the, uh, I think it was like Portland Timbers or something like that. <laughs> They're there thinking, the fuck's going on? <laughs> I'm kicking off, right? To the point where I'm even thinking, this is getting uncomfortable. Is he getting this or not? What? Anyway, they calm me down and he says, like, I, 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 Woody, I didn't know, I didn't know you was that upset about it. I'll get onto it. And like, in fairness, he did, and, and, and we forced it. And anyway, I, I get back to Newcastle and the chief exec says, Look, it ain't working. I said, No, it's not working. I said, Look, he's a lovely fella. It's not working. I've got to go. Anyway, we come to the deal. It was by no means the same deal as those other two got, let me tell you. <laughs> Which still sits there to this day. And those two still say, well, you got the contract. You know? <laughs> uh, and, then, and, then, and then I ended up uh, back in Palace uh, with, with Fard. So yeah, that was how it come about. It was a funny old, funny old time. Have Steve you spoken to McLaren since? Well, it's funny because then we played uh, Newcastle that season. And I kid you not, and I'm not exaggerating this, where you warm up the keepers at Palace is right by the tunnel where they come out. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not uh, ashamed to admit this. I was thinking, oh, fucking hell, like, this could be awkward, you know. Like, I was a bit out of order, Steve. Uh, uh, well, how do I address this? I'm thinking, man, how do I address this? Literally, I'm warming the keeper at Wayne and He has to come right by the touchline by me, didn't he? Like, in the water, just look out. I swear, Woody, how are you? <laughs> I was like, fucking hell, you are such a top fella. And he come over to me and I said, I, I think I said something like, Steve, look, I need to apologise. I was a little out of order, but I hope you understand my reasons. He went, ah, oh, I get it, it's football. Don't he was brilliant. Like, brilliant, brilliant. And I, and, 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 and I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't say anything else. He's just top fella. That's so that, that led me on to Crystal Palace. That's fair play to uh, McCarran as well, saying, like, brilliant. I understand. Yeah, I understand yeah he obviously knew, didn't he? It, yeah. Mate, All along. For me to think that that man hadn't been in the game as long as he had knew exactly how it worked, he was brilliant. And, and, and like, could he have dealt with it differently? Absolutely not. He was brilliant. You know, we he kind of let me do the the, the yeah, sort of like creating. Clever, and, isn't it? And 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 you know, it did it work out for me? No, probably not. But you know, he worked out for him. He let me create all the noise to get his own goalie coaching. See that we've always spoke about in past about players kicking off to get out and get paid up and all that. But that's the first time I've heard about coaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd have been stuck there, and and, my, and it wasn't. I didn't want to stay at Newcastle. It really wasn't. I just thought to myself that, look, am I going to see out whatever manager here is for a long time? And I felt like I could get stuck there. You know, where'd you go from Newcastle, job-wise? Yeah. You know, there's Sunderland, you ain't going there. Uh, and then there's Hartlepool, which, with all due respect, I didn't want to go there, just in a rush. Yeah. Um, so you kind of, I knew I had to get back to London, as painful as that was to leave my son there. But I knew my son was at a point now where he needed, he needed to not to there. have me really there as well he was yeah, like he yeah. was his own mate like yeah you're on your own now yeah and I, and I think it was just the right time for him to be Freddie Woodman not Freddie Woodman oh you're the dad's goalie coach yeah and and it was that was a, a nice moment for him to just have his own identity and, and I think he 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 felt that uh, after a time not that there was any problem when we was there but as you get older it's going to be yeah, problem yeah, isn't yeah. it yeah it's so, good to be back home like. uh, really hard really really hard yeah really hard we um my daughter struggled, you know, you have a lot of freedom up in the northeast. you know, a lot of freedom going out, do what you want, it's safer, it's, it, the people all speak to you, I mean, I'd walk into the news agents, go, morning, how are you, and the back of me going, you're rubbing me, 
Mm. You're going to rock it or something like down here. Up there, you speak to some of the news agents for ages. You know, yeah. Yeah. it really, I can't stress how much lovelier it is up there. And I, again, I'm just speaking honestly, the people were nice and the, the lifestyle was nice. Beaches, I mean, mate, if you told me there was a beach in Newcastle just down the road, I'd have, before I went, I'd have said, yeah, cool. Beautiful, though, you know. I didn't, you didn't even know where fucking Newcastle was. Yeah, I didn't know. Beach. I'm that fucking beach. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> people didn't tell me, dude, the fucking wrap up is minus fucking eight. Fucking hell, got there in a t shirt. But yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, top place. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was uh, the, the Newcastle the Palace experience. So, at Arsenal, though, man, enjoying it? Yeah, different, uh, different. Uh, Set up from all the stories I've told there, yeah. to be a bit more professional now. Uh, so my professional head comes on. But so yeah, now proper club, good people. Uh, and, and it's nice to see the next generation of young goalkeepers and players coming through. So you still coach? Are you still on the field? Yeah, yes, still, on the, still on the field, yeah. So I know you find it probably a bit hard, you know, <laughs> athlete like myself. But yeah, that's no, good. Uh, we've got some good young goalies coming through. Uh, look after the goalies from 23s right down to uh, the eight-year-olds, really, with, with all my staff and that. So yeah, really... Uh, Really good, and it's a brilliant club, as you as you well know. And it's having a bit of a trans transition at the moment, but yeah. um, hopefully we're on the up, yeah, for sure. So yeah, I mean, the, we've um, not been in that level ever, really, have we? No, have a bit. But you know, like the the difference from Palace to Arsenal, that it must be just fucking gulfs. Yeah, Arsenal. I mean, I, 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 to give you sort of like a, a bit of a heads up on it, the, I spoke to the chef uh, just for Christmas. Uh, and he, and he said to me, how many covers of dinner do you reckon he'd done on this particular day? And he'd done 240 people for lunch. Now, that's how many people are at the training ground. So that's staff, players, uh, backup staff. I mean, that's, that's like a little mini city. Yeah. Uh, and when he said that, I was like, wow, I didn't realize that many people work yeah. here. You know, it's, well, that's the size of it. And, and, and listen, it is a brilliant club. It is, you know, I was lucky enough to have a year of Arsene Wenger as well to see him work and... And uh, he, he uh, listen. He, how can he not impress anybody? That man with what he's done. But did you go on first team with him, or were you similar? No, similar I was, what you're I was doing in now. the role I am now. But I was uh, sometimes over with the first team, helping out uh, with um, the goalie coaches there. One of them had a hip operation, so I found myself helping out now and again. Um, but what, what struck me of Arsene is with all that was going on, uh, and and there was a hell of a lot going on. You know, a lot of hatred toward him at the end, which was really not nice to see scandalous really really was yeah and I'm saying that very biased for someone that worked with him for a year but he never changed his demeanour in the training ground he was always very polite very you know responsive and plastic yeah and never you never saw him flustered once and and that always struck me of wow this guy is pretty much carrying the world of this club on his shoulders and he hasn't shown any weakness to any of the staff or anybody in all my time there that were a self confidence in his a self confidence thing that I know I'm doing right. Yeah, I I, I think I think uh, definitely. He was accused of being stubborn at times, weren't he? Yeah, and I think he was mm. stubborn because I think his beliefs were his beliefs, and I think when you've had the success that he'd had, why would you change your beliefs? You know, I know we can all say, well, oh, Alex Ferguson brought new staff in, this man was very loyal to his staff and very loyal to the people that done well beside him, and he mm. was brilliant, and and. Uh, you know, uh, I was fortunate enough to have a year working with him, uh, you know, from from a distance, and, and he, he was great. Uh, but there's some good people, you know, really good people there yeah. now. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully, you know, the club's going to start turning the corner. Do you miss the day to day with the first team, the crack and yeah, Yes, I do, but I think I've been lucky enough that I've been, um, it's allowed me to really watch my son play. 
So although I've lost it in one hand, I'm kind of getting an experience now that I wanted to have where I can watch my son mm. play every week and, and be a dad, uh, albeit a nervous dad when he's playing because I'm horrendous, uh, and, and, and kind of watch him play. So that, that's kind of been my sort of trade-off now, which is which I, I'm really enjoying it. Well, the thing is, best, probably best of both worlds because you've still got a job in football at a fucking incredible club. Yeah. But then you... you same as you say, you get to see, you get to be a dad and yeah, watch exactly a, that, exactly a that. Bad player. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And 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 and, and listen, there's not a day. I, I don't want to sound like uh, I'm gloating in any way, but there's not a day I don't pull into the training ground at Arsenal and kind of smile to myself, think to myself, wow, this is Incredible. some place. Yeah, yeah, really, it really is. I mean, the, the, listen, we've played at the levels, us guys. Uh, we've seen the other of side of it. So now when we see this, I think, wow, this is like really where you know yeah. the, the elite are. Eight-year contract? Uh, I'm not sure, to be fair. I need to check the small print. Uh, I'd said to him, I wouldn't sign for anything less than eight. <laughs> wouldn't it be nice, eh? I mean, if Mike, if you're out there, come on. Just one more. I'm still Just good. Just one more. I'm just still good to go. Let's eight have more years. Let's have one more, more rodeo. Years. One more rodeo, Mike. Uh, it's funny, right, because uh, where their training ground is, there must be a helicopter path goes over the top. Uh, there must be a helicopter place near us. And the, the, the guys, that every day, I must say every day now, that they, they sat before me, a helicopter goes over and give it, it's Mike, he's come back to get me. He's come back, he's come back. I'm here, Mike. I go like, I'm here, Mike. Like so only one day you'll think, it's Woody, I'm going to get him. Yeah, but, uh, yeah good times. And I'm, I'm, like I say, really enjoying, enjoying watching the next generation of goalkeeper and, and hopefully telling them how not to do it like I did. I know. But as goalkeepers change, goalkeeper roles change now, isn't it? Oh. Same as you said, Fucking kick it as long as you can. But now nah, they've all got to be players, haven't they? Unbelievable. I mean, the amount of work we do now of playing out for the back and, uh, you know, tactics of how the team was set up to do rotations, with it starting from the goalkeeper. I mean, come on, if someone had said that to me and Akers years ago, oh, Akers, Wood is going to play it into the middle, he's going to get it back, then he's going to spread. Akers would have gone mental. <laughs> he'd have gone, he's fucking what? I mean, he'd have gone, fucking no chance. Um, and in fact, there's one thing I was going to say about Akers, which is brilliant, brilliant. I'm sorry to go up and a little bit. But Akers, do you know Andy Crosby? Have you had anyone here, Andy Crosby? He does Sarah, the yeah, Yeah, yeah. He does the best Akers impression ever, right? Ever. And uh, there was one particular game, right, we played with Akers. We played, uh, and, and, you, and this comes back to the Arsenal boys. You imagine saying this to Amiang uh, and Pepe and, and, and all those players, Leno, on the way back on the coach. We played at Bristol Rovers or City or somewhere like that. I was at Oxford United at the time. We come back on the coach, we lost. And the word come down the coach, no one fuck off. When you get back to the training ground, when you get back to the stadium, put the kit on you had on, you wore today and be out on the pitch. We're like, well, fucking what? So that physio's come there, look, I'm just passing the message down. No one go, he's fucking fuming. So we're like, that's a wind up, isn't it? Anyway, it weren't. We got back to the stadium. It's pitch black. Uh, the Kassam Stadium. We're all searching for our fucking kit. <laughs> I mean, we're all doing it. Rather than them saying, I ain't doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> we go out on the pitch. It's pitch black. He just run us around the pitch. Saturday night, eight o'clock in the evening. We just run around the pitch after a game. I mean... Imagine saying that to Amiens now. <laughs> uh, you've lost today, mate. Get yourself down the Emirates. Uh, we're going to run you. You're going to the pitch. Uh, and don't tread on the corners because I don't want no stud marks on the grass. Fuck you, know, it's better, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, so football has changed, is your answer. Uh, it's uh, it's not, uh, and I wouldn't change any of that that we've done. Nah. 
you know, built in some good character to us boys. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, good times, good times. Woody, thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And Brilliant. you were a fucking stopgap. Ah, thank you. you I'm stop gap, Not at all, man. If I'm at the end of the DVD in the summer, right, the last <laughs> little bit with like, a 10 second like, story, I'm going to be fuming. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said, you'll look at each other there, who's going to tell him? I'll get you on our Tenerife. We'll go to Tenerife at the end of the year, so I'll be saying, get Woody on. He'll be coming with us. No, I really enjoyed it. Tell really. Arteta, look, I, uh, <laughs> the lads want to take me for four days. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's been brilliant. I really appreciate you asking. Yeah, Thank, Thank you very man. much. Thank Thank you. Cheers, Cheers. We mentioned it a few weeks ago. Are you, uh, you still on the old brain town? Can you not tell? I'm, mate, I'm full of beans. He's a new man, him. From full of beans. I'm not forgetting as much. I feel as though I've got more energy. I sleep better. I, I, they're incredible. I sleep, I sleep less, but I'm more alert when I wake up. Work that one out. I feel in a positive mood, even though I'm waking up probably an hour and a half earlier. Because obviously COVID, John, didn't you? You had the COVID recovery. I had the COVID recovery, and I'm, I'm back to back to full health now. Feel on top of the world. Feels like I've never had it. It's for the long-term benefits, the winner of the, yeah. the long COVID. You've got the long COVID and... for the recovery. It's perfect, but I've not told you over the guy, Callum. Lovely fella. From Brains Out. He rang me. He sent you an email, didn't he? Just to make sure you took everything right. I don't know. No, because he said you didn't reply. You were panicking. He rang me. Why do you think I'm brown bread? He said, he said how's your friend, John? He's not a football <laughs> fan. He'd never seen you. He's never, he never seen a picture of you or anything. He said, he said uh, is, it, is, it, is it right that he's uh, 180 odd pounds? 190 odd pounds? I said, well, he's What, in weight? Yeah. Oh, no, that's, that's why. Because he sent me like, he sent me some... Uh, on me on the email, he sent me how many tablets to take on weight. Yeah, and and in, and I and I put something like, "What about if you're 140 kilos or something like that?" He must have thought, "Fucking hell, like, that's a big <laughs> yeah. old, that's a big old piece." He rang of me kit. because you didn't get back to him, worrying about this dosage he give you. He thought he'd give you enough to take down a dinosaur. You <laughs> <laughs> were panicking. Thought I'd fucking. Great, I'd he said, "Is he okay? He's not responding to me emails." Great, why? Uh, I mean, I've never been great with emails. That's not to do with it. Yeah, they're, they're not great for courtesy and manners. <laughs> We can't promise that, but we can't promise a swift response to emails. <laughs> but no, I think all three of us have uh, felt given the it a whirl, haven't they? And felt the benefits. If, 100%. You're, if you're feeling a bit sluggish, you know, you want a bit of a, a kick, or you you feel like you need a, a bit more drive, they've got all the added vitamins to to give you that little bit of a boost. All uh, organic. All yeah. organic, one hundred percent natural. My mate, my mate started taking them because he was working. He was struggling to concentrate at home, working from home. Yeah. And since he's done this, he's found a new, new lease of life. Yeah. Fair play. I thought about giving him kids and then just putting Peppa Pig on. <laughs> concentrate on that. <laughs> we're, under the cost listeners, we've got the best offer online, I believe. Co- go on the website. You get fifteen percent off with the code Cost fifteen, and that's indefinitely. So every time you put an order in, put Cost fifteen in. You get another fifty percent off for every order. Oh, so it's not that's just, it's not just yeah. once. That's a game not changer. Not just once. So all you've got to do is go over to the website b r a i n z y m e brainsand.com and uh, put your order in. Cosh fifteen. Cosh fifteen. Get you fifteen percent off. Definitely worth a go. Yeah, and uh, it, it, honestly, if you if you're struggling or whatever, you you, you will feel better. One hundred percent. I don't chat shit. You know, I don't chat shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.